All right, so before I start this episode, I do want to say that it's not my intention to be too educational in this episode. It's more like my experiences and what I see throughout my day-to-day life through race. So it's not going to be too of, too much of like what is racism, what is like xenophobia and all that. It's mostly like that that I will do on like my YouTube channel and everything. So you you guys will see it. But as those for listen to on podcast, this is mostly going to be my experience of your race and like my race and stuff and what my viewpoints are on here, like what I experience, what I see and what goes on basically. So to get to like the quick point of the topic, uh, don't ever be ashamed of who you are. You are who you are. You are where your parents came from and it kind of generated a whole cultural belonging towards you guys. And honestly, if you live in the United States, that's kind of one of the basis things that it that the country itself was kind of formed upon. Just immigrants. Although we have a dark history, I'm not going to lie. Then again, the whole world itself has a dark history. Just humanity itself has has a really dark history. <laughs> but we'll get that in a in a in a different different episode. So for now, I do want to say that no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, what tone of skin you are, like what specific race you are, whether it be white, black, brown, Mex- uh, what's it called, Mexican, Chinese, uh, Korean, Japanese, Guatemalan, all, like everybody has experienced I don't even want to say they've experienced, but they have knowledge of their race, where they came from, you know? Excuse me. And for me, uh, I kind of don't see too much racism around where I live. That's a lie. That's a straight up lie. I do see it a lot. I do see it a lot outside of my town, but I also do see it a lot in within my town. And it's tricky to identify because some people will declare themselves as non-racist, even though they will make slightly racist remarks, but in a different way. Because when, when you work with a lot of people, you get to see their viewpoints, well, I guess their point of views. And for some people, it's not necessarily racism if it's more about where they're coming. I want to say where they're coming from, which gets me into xenophobia. Which is the idea of people that don't want people from a different country entering their country. So that's why it's like migrating to their country, I guess. So what I'm trying to say is the fact that they... uh, How do I put this? When it comes to their own race, and they don't want their own race kind of coming here, is, is the thing that I'm trying to get. Like, for example... I'm Mexican, and let's just say that I don't want any more Mexicans crossing our border coming over here because I don't think that they should do that. I feel that in that case, I don't want to, like, you're not necessarily racist because you are that race, so that's why they have to come up with a different term. So in the heads of different people that live here, like like even white people, black people, uh, Asian people, they, some some of them have the similar mindsets of, what's it called they're not racist towards that specific race but they don't want people from that country coming over here if that makes sense it's an interesting topic but i have dealt with people 
like that, that they have racial groups, racial friends, but because of the country, they just don't want those kind of people crossing over. And I forgot the, the, the term. I think it's, it's, it's a different form or different kind of racism where because they're not familiar with the cultural background and they've only seen and been only been told of what that cultural background has, they're afraid. And when they're afraid, they tend not to want anything. So I find that extremely, extremely interesting. It's, it's an, it's, I don't even want to, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Because the way I see racism is just a discrimination towards a specific, like, or like a specific ethnic group or just a person in general, the people or, or, or ethnic group. That's what I see it as discrimination or antagonism or prejudice. But when you talk to people who are quote unquote racist, they think in a different way in a different form so as the, like the term hasn't changed for as they they could because they view it completely differently because even then they view me as an american some some of them but they don't view my race as americans kind of a thing like they they want to keep that separate because they weren't born here you know so at that point it's not really race anymore I don't even know. I'll need to do my research on what to call that, actually. I think it is, like, xenophobia. I'm, like, 90% sure. Because they have no problem with the race. They have a problem with the people from the country, if that makes sense. For example, uh, I think I've mentioned this before in a previous episode, where, for example, I'm Mexican. But I am not a true Mexican. Nor am I, like, a full-on... American, I want to say. People who are in the middle are interesting. Because even though I was born here, I can't really go to my own country or quote-unquote my own country, like where my parents came from, and say that I'm Mexican. Because like, yes, although my race says I am, although the color of my skin says that I am Mexican, I am not one of them. I do not live like them. I don't have the same cultural background as them i just look like them i blend in even then i stick out i don't have the same form of tongue that they do yes spanish itself has a variety of different tongues and pronunciations just like english there's like you got country and you got western and all that it's completely different the further you go down and i am from like the bottom of mexico at least my parent or my dad is from the the bottom of mexico and they can easily easily point me out so it's interesting to get in their head of race that's the way i see it from where i am from now let's get into a more aggressive tone of racism where they actually are more aggressive to you because of your race. I have seen that as well, especially living so close to LA. Now, it's harder for a lot of people, especially because most people, I don't think, realize that the form of racism, I want to say it's a specific target. Target. I think that's systemic racism. No, that's, that's a different thing. We won't get too, too much 
out of the topic now that I think about it. I think we should stick to how you should, how people view race. I think I'll do that mostly in my other, in my YouTube channel, if you guys want to check that out. When I get into more in detail about racism, systemic racism, and stereotyping people and all that. Right now, I want to stick to my main topic and see how uh, people here like live on live based upon their race so yeah i kind of got a little sidetracked on there i kind of because i could really want to go into that but that's not what this podcast is too much about so if you want to go check out my youtube it'll be up i want to say the second week of april anyway let's get into how me myself and i want to say my side of the family kind of grew up with our race and responding to our own culture and stuff. Um, we kind of grew up not too much. Well, we didn't have too much to growing up and everything, but we were fine. We were kids. We were happy. We don't think about having a lot. We, as kids, we never really thought about having too much. We wanted stuff. Don't get me wrong. But even when we didn't have it, anything, we got creative to wish that we had something, you know, which honestly, I think that's the point of getting creative as a kid. So, the, the, the less you have, the more creative you get, the, the more your mind is open. And my parents didn't have too much, but they still kept like our Mexican uh, ethnicity within us, like our cultural background within us. They told us where we came from. They told us like how we, we acted, how they acted, how, you know, they kept our spirituality with us. We were raised Catholic, even though I have different opinions, and well, that's a different topic anyway. But we kept our ourselves true to who we are. I like we still speak both languages. We still are bilingual and stuff. Well, most of us are anyway. Some better than others, but it it kind of it kind of didn't really. I want to say affect me until I went to probably middle school when I started seeing more of race because when I was little, that's what they taught us, but they didn't really show us that we were like Mexican or be extremely proud to be Mexican. They just told us embrace yourself kind of a thing. They didn't really specify Mexican. So, uh, at least not from what I've learned or remember. Not until, like, later. But they did teach us... I don't know. I want to say third grade. Third grade. Third grade. Because around that time, that's when they taught us uh, where people immigrated from, where people around the world. Because I never thought about anybody else's race until I, I think I reached third grade. I think everybody was literally the same color. I was literally colorblind. Uh, that is a in in itself... I want. I don't even want to say it's a form of racism... Because it kind of is, but the meaning is not. I'll get into that in a second. That kind of flows with the topic a little bit. A little bit. But uh, growing up and you see everybody like around you, I didn't really see anybody who thought that they were superior than anybody else, aside from, you know, bullies in school, which I always hated. But they were even Mexican like I was sometimes, that they were, uh, they were just bullies and thought that they were above everybody else. The thing is, is that 
no matter what, I just never thought of a, about it as race. It was more towards personality. And it was the more I grew up that I've learned more and more about race and more and more about people's, like, history in general kind of taught us that. More about people's backgrounds and stuff. Then I started learning more about black people and their culture, white people, and somewhat of their... They don't have much culture-ish. Ish. It's interesting. They, they, they do, but they don't. And I'm going to be honest. This is going to be a little side rant. But just white people food is weird. <laughs> I like, I'm going to be dissing a lot of like, like celery with peanut butter. Like, I don't, what the fuck is that? Even avocado toast is, I thought it was weird. But then again, it's kind of more of my culture, if anything. And it actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> but it was just small things that I didn't see growing up that I saw growing up here. I want to say like around, like for example, whenever my mom made us food or something, it was different from when other people made food. Like the only American thing that I think that I can think was good are pizza, uh, not pizza, are hamburgers and hot dogs. That's about it. Everything else sucks about like food wise. All right. Little rant, little rant over. But anyway, uh, once we got, once we started to learn more about world history and stuff, that's when I learned more about everybody's races, where they're coming, where they're coming from. And then the different kinds of people, Asians, especially I've learned a lot because they were divided into like seven. There's a lot more than seven, but seven I knew at the time, which was like Chinese, Japanese, Korean, uh, Philippines, and like all, all of them, Indians, all of them kind of like, like mixed up a little bit. Be, uh, but for the most part, uh, everybody always joked around like, oh, all Asians look the same or you could t like see the difference in their eyes and stuff like that. Sometimes it is true, like some stereotypes are true, but it's it's different when you're pointing out a stereotype to make fun of it or to point it out because of a factual ac ac accusation. Well, d it really depends on con a lot on context. Anyway, uh that's when I started noticing a lot about race and when, especially like when you're a little kid, it still doesn't, doesn't like affect you at all. Cause I never thought about like getting like pulled over by a cop. I never thought about getting like, uh, assaulted because of my skin tone or anything. If anything, I fought back, it's, but that never occurred to me until I hit to middle, uh, until I went to middle school. And the reason for that being is probably because of the area I grew up in, over in uh, in Thousand Oaks. And then when I went to middle school, I went to a different middle school, uh, which was like over by Palmdale and stuff. And it's like a huge difference. It's like a like going from like even even if you go from like city to city, you see difference in people. And how people act, the way people are, the way people do things. So, although there were still like Hispanics over there, Latinos over there, uh, the my whole view on things changed because that's when like more cops were around uh, over in Palmdale, and they were stopping kids left and right. At first, I thought it was just because kids were being stupid, which, to be honest, I want to say most of them were. Now looking back at it, 
because you're in middle school and you it's it's annoying it's it's kids themselves are just annoying like preteens but there uh, there was a lot more cops and there was just a lot of uh break-ins a lot of it was just an interesting interesting neighborhood regardless uh i saw people talking more about their race over there i was like it's it's because i'm black it's because i'm hispanic it's because i'm not a different color basically so it's like it's because i'm white or, or like do you want me to be your partner just because i'm asian kind of a thing they use that a hell of a lot more over there than they did over here from my from my experience i want to point that out mostly because i have never lived inside the city and i feel like at that point that's going to get you in a whole other level of things the more people there are the more opinions people's get or people get and culturally your whole culture kind of just gets mixed up in things because when you're trying to celebrate your own culture but you also want to celebrate another person's culture because that's the person you kind of grew up with and that's what people who are mixed have a huge like i want to say disadvantage but also it it really depends because not only do they have a different advantage because they have to kind of pick a side like for example if you're asian and mexican yeah, kind of have to pick a side because the other one will get slightly insulted because Mexicans themselves have a lot of pride. And I know a few Asian cultures also have a lot of pride. It's mostly, from my perspective, pride that kind of kills everything else from different cultures because they're like, you're not really one of us if you're more like them kind of a thing, you know? it It's really annoying, which I think that most most of us should kind of really embrace it and like honor both sides. Like, why can't we just have both? We are both or just like a simple black and white person. They're like, I can't say the N word. I can't go this far. I can't do this or I'll still get pulled over. And you know, it like you choose to either be more white or you choose to be more black or you choose to be more Hispanic or you choose to be more It like it all lingers. It's all like over the place. And it's hard, especially because for most of the people growing up, they want you to embrace both sides, both sides of who you are culturally wise. And it's tough growing up in a completely mixed cultural group because that's like a third culture that you're growing up with. Like, I want to say you're socializing, you're uh, forgot the term, but your peers, they're growing with you and through like Americans in general, it kind of like shapes you in a different way. You view different points. You have different points of views now because you're growing up with a specific, a specific group of people that like their views change or they never had this experience or this doesn't happen in their neighborhood. So it probably doesn't happen anywhere else in the world or something else. Or you go on the other hand where he's like, this does happen in other places in the world. This doesn't happen here. Let's try to calm other places down. Some people think it's not their responsibility. Some people think it does. Or it is. Like, it, it's a whole gradient. It's a whole variation of things. But what I'm trying to say is, no matter what your cultural background is, what your race is, try to ignore that for a second. Breathe. And I don't want to say... Well, I don't want to say choose both. But literally choose choose both i guess i don't want to say not choose i should say i don't want to say don't choose uh 
or I guess don't feel like you have a choice, but embrace both of who you are. Embrace who you are. Because even if you're just like American Asian, right? Your parents are probably going to have a lot of pressure on you. But for the most part, you're not going away from your cultural roots. You're just kind of growing new ones because you were born here and you weren't born from that country that your parents originally uh, arrived from. You're not necessarily erasing it, but you're just embracing your own and their own. So you're kind of creating a new one for yourself. And that's what I see a lot of a lot of races have, a lot of different uh, different races have. For example, like my parents came both from Mexico. So technically I'm full on Mexican, but at the same time, like I said, I'm not a Mexican because I'm not, I did not grow up in Mexico. It's, I don't know how to put that. I don't know how to reference that. I'm not one of them, but I am. Anyway, uh, their full on pressure was for me to go to school, educate my brain and like do everything that they couldn't. So that, and in turn, is just a lot of pressure on my hands, on my siblings' hands. It's mostly just me and my older brother who got that pressure. But for the most part, that they kind of toned it down the more that they lived here. Because the more that they lived here, they've kind of like adapted to the lifestyle. And even my mom, or my, my mom doesn't really consider herself a Mexican anymore. Because, yes, she grew up there, but she's lived here longer that she doesn't really she she doesn't know anything about her her own place anymore. She just knows around where she's from. So she wants to go ahead and explore more. The the only problem that parents do have when coming over here is putting the pressure on their kids because they their purpose what they claim to say is that they moved here so you can have the better life. Which is in turn it is true. But that also says a lot of pressure on you, saying, you should live up to my expectations. Because sometimes parents do do that. They want you to have a better life and see you succeed. Right? They want to see you beat the other kids in that class. They don't care about the other kids. They care about you and why you are failing. So they tell you to get better. And I see that in all races and Asians, Hispanics, even African-Americans or like anything. Indians, especially like one of my friends was telling me his whole backstory about how his parents did not care about how he was getting bullied, about his race, about anything. They just cared of his grades. So that causes a lot of trauma for the kids. And I was one of those kids that would pick a fight with with bullies because I hated bullies. <laughs> so a little off topic, but I have a small story when anybody picked a, a fight with somebody who was either defenseless or something, I would always either step in, but I would kind of confront both people. I would confront the bully saying, why are you picking on him? Why, why are you doing this, basically? Uh, and kind of, like, throw him off his game. 
And then for as for the person that was getting bullied, I would yell at him. I was like, why are you letting yourself be bullied? Why aren't you standing up for yourself? So I was literally yelling at both sides. It's it's interesting. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, what you should do, especially if you're a mixed race or a whole giant mixed race, like six different cultures or six different backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, I would say go slowly and research, go back to your roots a little bit, see the history of your people, even just the family tree if you want. You don't have to go all the way back, but just the family tree. Embrace who you are and, and, and like take it in. Don't I don't want to say don't wish that you can be a different race kind of a thing because you could always explore different ethnic backgrounds. Like there's nothing wrong if you just like let's just say you're Indian and you just want to go ahead and explore like a Mexican background and stuff because you want to like see what it's all about. I say go for it. If you really want to learn from that ethnic background what they do what they do go for it. Like I've actually been interested in a lot of Asian cultures at the moment, like Japanese and Chinese and uh, a little bit of Korean, not as much only because I've mostly focused into Japanese, but a lot of Asian cultures I've been like really getting in into uh, their home, their area relating to their situations and stuff, which is why I've, I see this like as a, as like a, an interesting, I want to say, viewpoint a uh, point of view an interesting point of view i don't know why i keep saying viewpoint because a lot of people that i've grown up with have had similar encounters like they just came here and their parents literally just told them do good in school they didn't really care what was going on in school like if we got bullied or if we got this they just told us because we're both we have to be more i think it was like that quote from that one movie i think it was the selena movie uh, it was like, you have to be more American than the Americans, and you have to be whatever your your original race is. You have to be more Mexican than the Mexicans. You have to be more black than black people. You have to be more uh, Chinese than Chinese people. You have to embrace and use both. I just say, don't overwhelm yourself by that logic. Because I, I say embrace both sides of you, and really do. And if you do go back and want to visit where your ancestors came from and stuff that you have knowledge that way you have knowledge of that background of where you came from and stuff you can you all you need to do is get by you don't really necessarily have to fit in because that's not where uh you that's not where you are that's where your parents were you're just a legacy that's continuing in a different place in a different country that doesn't mean you can't practice anything that they've practiced before. Or that doesn't mean you can't go back. But they thought they were doing the right thing by bringing you here. And as for, before we get into the uh, a huge con conflict of saying, what if I didn't have, or what if my family and background didn't have a choice? Because I get that from like a lot of African American people. They're like all the way back to like the slavery things and stuff. Thing is, they have a, I want to say the hardest of all, because they, one, they, they don't really have the country to go back to. Like, what are they going to go to, go back to Africa? Like, they have nothing to do with Africa. Like, after getting, their ancestors getting brought over here and stuff. 
half of them jumping over the sea just so they know that they wouldn't be enslaved. Uh, but what I'm saying is, especially, especially to them, or I guess especially to the people who think that they're equal, this is one of the analogies that kind of got to me about about African-American people, about black people. They they say that they're now equal and stuff. They fought for their civil rights. They fought for their equality. Now it's equal. I want to say the answer is both yes. Well, I guess yes, but actually no. Why? Because there is still systemic racism. There's still racism in general. And mostly the analogy, which I'm going to say, if let's just say you're in a race, right? A white person and a black person are in a race. I heard this from, I forgot his name. But he made it like perfectly, like a, a really good analogy. He's like, you guys are both in a race and the white person is already taking laps around the track while the black person is in chains, right? By the time the white person already did like 12, 14 laps, they're already on top, more than on top. And the black person just did one. But now that, now that you're saying, okay, you clip the chain, you clip everything. He is free to go at his own pace. Now that's the problem, is that he still has all those laps to run around to catch up to this person that is still running more and more laps. Which is why I, I kind of <clears throat> am impressed with the white people, at least in my age group, in my area, they see that the mistakes of their ancestors, they see the mistakes of what they have done. So some of them are helping the minorities, are slowing down and leaving stuff for, for the minorities to help them catch up. And because, especially like the black peoples who were stuck in chains are finally free and able to catch up and everything, yes, you do see some people make it all the way to the top. But that's very very few there are still obviously more white people in the country and stuff but regardless no matter what that is these people are still stuck over here they have to work more than twice as hard to catch up to the equality that we so quote unquote or not we or i guess whatever that they that they were given it's not an entirely fair race for the race i want to say <laughs> But for the people that do, uh, what's it called? I want to say, well, I'll get that. I'll get that part probably in a different video or a different episode. Uh, I was gonna go on and say, like, depending on where you live, for example, if you live in the ghetto and stuff for both Hispanics and blacks, uh, you get to the point where it's more on survival rather than your own race because a lot of people or one one person brought up no it's a cultural thing of why black people are down because they keep holding themselves down that is stupid because sometimes although let's just say even if it was true it's not like they had too much of a choice to survive because that's at that point that's the only way to get money especially if you live poorly like there's a huge huge thing going like it's 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 a huge difference who's already on top and who you already let free around 
But I do want to say the best advice I can give anybody who does live, like, in a terrible situation like that, like the ghetto, or even worse, is the best thing you can do is fight to survive, but don't follow the crowd. Or don't follow the crowd in your area. Like, don't go up and join gangs. Sometimes, I understand, you don't even have a choice. Otherwise, you're done. You're dead. You're shot. Sometimes you really don't have a choice. But I say, do your best to break out. If you have the chance for school, because I know that most of the schools in those areas aren't the best schools. They have teachers that kind of gave up on you, gave up on the system. Which is why I have a lot of respect for teachers, especially who do want that. For the people that don't have the privilege, you know, that we supposedly don't give or don't or don't have, I, I want to say. I don't even know. I want to say to do your best, not just in school, but just in life. Because fight to survive. Like if somebody picks a fight with you, go ahead stand your ground because like at that point there's only so much you can do living conditions are way way different like i don't think people understand how big drugs are and how big like these secret things are like organizations gangs like everybody has an expectation they have to live up to especially if you're in those conditions so if you can break out and you have the opportunity to go for it. You don't want to get sucked in just because you th they, they convince you that they're only doing this to protect your family, which they're kind of forcing you to do. It's, it's very difficult for those people. And honestly, I'll probably make a different, a whole different video on like the ghetto and stuff, especially if you live like in a not so privileged home or area. So, That'll do it for now. Uh, this topic was very, very sensitive. So uh, I am very open to any questions or anything. So I will be going up into much more detail on, on YouTube. So like I said, I'll probably have that up sometime in April. So until next time, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Peace.